0: Before we get started with today's episode, I'm here to ask you to please consider giving me some money. That's right, Crisis Twink has a wonderful listener support option in our show notes through which you can choose to make a small, large, or an astronomical monthly donation to support the operating costs of the podcast. It's entirely optional, but it is much appreciated So if that's something that's interesting to you, then uh, give it a little look. All right, on with the show. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is a true cultural luminary marissa jones hi (laughs)
1: i love that like little intro that makes me feel so good
0: (laughs) well this is a podcast about uplifting until we don't there will be many things in this episode that we tear down viciously or otherwise um okay but never the guest never the guest love it (laughs) uh how are you doing today
1: i am I'm good. I can honestly say I'm good. I'm not surviving anymore. Finals are over pretty yeah. much. So like I can be a full person again.
0: You're in the living phase.
1: Yeah, I'm in the living fa- phase.
0: Maybe not. Are you in the thriving phase though? We're getting there. It's the it's the transitory space. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm very jealous of you. That is, That is a... Uh, hopefully me in like five days. But um, podcast is podcasting is living in a way I guess
1: yeah a little break from yeah stress of finals yeah
0: yeah (laughs) it's just like and I get to talk for an hour about something with a dear friend and isn't that just isn't that beautiful um we have a very full list of topics today though so I think we should jump into our first game actually
1: let's do it
0: okay so we're gonna play go call the governor I'm going to present okay. you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. No okay. wrong answers here, but your choice is binary. Okay. You ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. This first topic really sent me um, flying. Makeup guru Jeffrey Starr is raising yaks for slaughter. Does the governor need to be called?
1: Anything involving that creature yes yeah, it needs to be called because I just it, he, he's awful, awful, <laughs> awful
0: he's always had a very um demonic look to him, mm-hmm. and I feel like moving to Wyoming and raising yaks to sell on the meat market is full you've crossed over into demonhood,
1: yeah it it's just. I don't know like i heard his makeup is great but mm-hmm. i just support someone who's racist so i'm right. just like hmm i will find out it, <laughs> it is crazy
0: it that crazy. someone who's been like as consistently awful as he yeah. has been for like 15 plus years now is still around
1: i mean that's the only thing that he's good at is being consistently horrible yeah yeah
0: and I guess makeup.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Because that
0: I I thought his makeup had been pulled from shelves after like you know he got like all of his awfulness relitigated
2: mm-hmm. a
0: few years ago, and no, I was in Ulta the other day as I often am, and there's Jeffrey makeup everywhere. No consequences.
1: Well, that's usually how America works. So
0: yeah. It just—I don't know—the yak of it all was very distressing to me too. I don't understand
1: where are yaks like in Wyoming. I don't understand Wyoming.
0: So I think what happened here. No, I don't understand Wyoming here. <laughs> that, that, thats a good—that's a good point. Like Wyoming is like a crazy state for crazy people to like decamp right. to when they want to like just get away from it all. See Kanye, but um. So he flew the yaks in.
1: Oh, my God. I would
0: assume from, like, Tibet, Bhutan, the Himalayas, wherever yaks are from. And now he has... He took all these photos with all these cute yaks. And I think the prevailing thought on the internet was he's just doing this for therapeutic purposes. Like, he has, like, therapy yaks. Cut to, the, well, cut to yesterday. Well, cut yesterday. He did a sorry my pen dropped. he did a like four minute video about the benefits of eating yak meat and later in the day it came out that his yaks are being sold on the meat market
1: wow I, I don't really know what to say to any honestly <laughs> I, that's just maybe that is therapeutic for him too and that's why circling back he's a demon because if slaughtering something gives you catharsis i think there's something wrong
0: I, I 100% agree and um the the foresight to get ahead of some bad press about you selling these cute yaks that you've been like posting all over your grid <laughs> by <laughs> releasing a video hours beforehand extolling the benefits of yak meat the health benefits of yak meat i mean that is it does not speak to someone who has a strong moral compass. So, will just put nope. it that way. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, I guess that is, I mean, if there is a positive to be gleaned, though, like this is a testament to diversifying your portfolios. You can have <laughs> Jeffrey Car- Jeff- Jeffree Star Cosmetics, Jeffree Star Meat, Jeffree Star Music. I mean, there's th- that's a lot of hands in different honeypots.
1: He just needs to stop.
0: Yeah, I know. I I I think like the makeup industry in general, like all these makeup gurus are all terrible. So like, why? Like, can we just like move on? Yeah. But I don't know. I thought YouTube would be killed by TikTok, and that has not.
1: Mm. T- well, I TikTok has has a hold on me. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a tight grip that I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, no, me too. I spent like two hours last night, just like full glass-eyed looking at yeah everything. Was your me. feed looking like
1: mine? Is hello black, okay? Um, like extremely black. I love things all blacky black, mm-hmm. and then also a sprinkle of cat videos. And my feed thinks that I am a queer woman,
2: a lot mm-hmm. of
1: um, studs, and a lot of talking about like lesbian couples. I'm like not really the audience, I'm, I'm okay with it, (laughs) so.
0: TikTok will just feed you gay content, though, like, I mean, as a gay man, that's, like, I, I would say the majority of my feed is, like, gay teens Mm
2: -hmm. being
0: funny, like, that's, yeah, and, uh, and cooking, recently now cooking videos. I followed one woman named The Pasta Queen.
1: (gasps) I think I know.
0: Oh, she's fantastic. She's just this, like, glamorous Italian woman, Mm-hmm. like and now I get a ton of pasta videos too which is like gay pasta that's fine with me <laughs> so
1: I liked one um voguing uh little tiktok yeah and every now and then it's like a ballroom and I just I want to be in a ballroom just so I can like gag for real no it was, yeah it looks amazing it looks so much fun
0: I get a lot of those in my feed too. And now that um, I've been watching Legendary on HBO Max, do you watch Legendary?
1: Um, I like episodes here and there, but okay. no, I haven't really watched it.
0: It is a good show to dip in here and there because I mean it's like watching like I used to catch reruns of like America's best dance crew. Oh yes. like way back in the day. And you don't need to watch like full seasons of that to still have like a good time. Like legendary right. is the same way. Um, but yeah, I, now I think like my phone is hearing me watch it because my TikTok algorithm is like way more ballroom than sometimes it is otherwise. Yeah. But then it, I also get a lot of like bad white people trying to Vogue, which they address on the current season of Legendary. Oh, okay. And it's magnificent, like truly magnificent. I would really recommend.
1: I'll have if, to look uh, it up. Yeah, it's watching. good.
0: It's very, very good. Okay, next topic um just in time for the beginning of summer s'mores does the governor need to be called
1: personally for me and i'm a heathen i don't like s'mores so yes i i prefer to burn the marshmallow so it's crispy on the outside and then gooey in the middle and then just eat it like that but i don't need all the extra stuff yeah no it's just too much i just want the marshmallow
0: i don't think that's a heathenish opinion i think a lot of people, including myself, agree with you there.
1: Yeah, okay, cool, because mm-hmm. I always, like, at camp, uh, very few times I would do that, um, they would be like, why are you just eating the marshmallow, I'm like, why, why you put all the extra stuff, it's just too much work. Yeah,
0: the graham cracker for me is the breaking point, just because I'm not, like, like, graham crackers have their purpose, I made a key lime pie last week that obviously necessitated a graham cracker crust, but, like, I don't want to just, like, eat, a graham cracker, at, yeah. oh, as as an almost twenty seven year old, like,
1: it, kid shit. It's just an, it's too much. Um, and then like, it's hot, and then it's like the graham cracker in my mouth because it's like pointy. I it's just too. It's too much work. It's too much. Yeah,
0: work. the chocolate though, I feel like is a necessary addition. But I just like, especially specifically Hershey's chocolate i'm a heathen now because like i would rather eat a hershey bar than like most high-end fancy chocolate
1: it's when uh, no no okay that's your opinion i know
0: (laughs) it's like the craft singles of chocolate but like it's true there's some
1: nostalgia thing or is it
0: there's something about the taste that is very specifically hershey like I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, if you told me to do a blind taste test between various milk chocolates, I could pick out the Hershey bar immediately.
1: Yeah, because it's cardboard, but well, you know what? I was uh, I
0: can't I can't account for it. I don't know. It maybe it is a nostalgia thing, but I just like the way that like it is so sweet, but there is this kind of like salty bitterness at the same time in it that like that is so um. It's very specifically formulated to the Hershey brand.
1: I've never heard someone describe a Hershey bar like that. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to like,
0: I'm trying to class it up, but like, it's not, there's nothing classy about it. It's just like, I know that, you know what? That is my, like, I, the craft singles analogy. Like, I'm not a big, like, American cheese person, but Hershey bar is my American cheese. That makes sense. Hyper-processed. Definitely bad for you. Like apparently there are like eight spider legs per Hershey bar too. Have you heard this statistic? No, what? <laughs> this isn't the kind of statistic they teach you in class. It's, no. It's, <laughs> I I heard that once and have never been able to forget it, but also have never been able to stop eating.
1: Well, if they're tiny legs, it's fine. If yeah, like they're tarantula. I mean.
0: I saw a big tarantula leg poking out of my Mr. Good bar I probably would not be very happy but like yeah, but
1: tiny eh. yeah I think it's I, like protein at that point it is
0: and that's eco-friendly because everyone's trying to get us to eat like cricket meal and like ant flour right now which I will do I have done it's good yeah like bugs flour
1: are, out of ants
0: you like grind I think either yeah dried ants into coarse meal they do it with crickets too like they, If you go to Whole Foods, mm-hmm. they actually sell, like, crackers and, like, shortbreads and stuff, like, and granola bars, too, made out of cricket flour and ant flour.
1: Why can't people just have normal things? Like, why can't we just?
0: I think it's, like, it's an indigenous
1: oh, Mexican
0: was... tradition. No, Perfect. it's okay.
1: <laughs> but
0: I think that's, that because that's, like, a pretty common food staple over there, like like, crickets okay. and stuff. But now it has been co-opted by, like, the white Gwyneth Paltrow wellness set into, mm. it's like a miracle food. Like, isn't that also how food trends go? Like, someone okay. finds something that's not, like, from Kansas, <laughs> and then they're like, it's the next great thing. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. I feel like, do you farm ants? Like, is it like... Yeah.
0: You do farm ants, actually. Like, um,
1: that's what Jeffree Star is about to do. To
0: <laughs> know, he's gonna pivot from yaks and the ants. I at least the ants, like, I mean, he's not gonna be taking like cute selfies.
1: I don't know how with the ants. It. Yeah.
0: That don't give him ideas. Like, he's not gonna <laughs> listen to this. But like, I I don't know. I I feel like that is not an outside the realm of possibility.
1: I wouldn't be shocked if yeah. Next is ants, and he's raising ants to become flower. All
0: right, I think we need to move on to the last okay. segment here, uh, a historical one today. That time Rihanna told Sierra, "Good luck booking that stage you speak of." Does the governor need to be called?
1: No, she can say whatever.
0: She could say whatever. It's I don't remember what Sierra did, but Sierra was wrong.
1: I know either but I'm going to side with Rihanna on this yeah so yeah Sierra is just she's cool she could dance well she's but great like,
0: she has some great songs
1: she has some great songs but like it's Rihanna like
0: yeah
1: I'm gonna go with whatever she says
0: and this was in 2011 too like 2011 Rihanna was not the Rihanna we knew, know today right and even then she felt ve- so comfortable in herself to say to another. Very famous recording artist. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. Just a transcendently r- <laughs> rude thing <laughs> Yo, to very, say to someone. It's so very funny rude. though.
1: Um, oh my god! Uh, is this
0: is the first episode I think we've recorded actually since the birth of Rihanna's baby.
1: Oh yeah. Who we have? M- her man in jail.
0: Unclear. Okay. He's not. He's not in jail. Like he's out and about, and I think he was present for the birth. But I'm not sure what his legal situation is right now.
1: Interesting. Because that
0: was a pretty late breaking twist.
1: It was. It was. But I mean, congratulations to her. She yeah. doesn't know me, but I'm rooting for her. Uh, no, the whole <laughs> world is, is
0: cheering for her right now. Like this, she, it was a, uh, a Taurus boy child what a weird way to phrase that but yes (laughs) Taurus boy child um (laughs) I'm not thrilled about the idea of Rihanna having a Taurus baby but like
1: aren't like Taurus is like really stubborn
0: yeah like Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know not a great vibe I was hoping not that like any one of us can like dictate the birth cycle of any woman, much less right. Rihanna. <laughs> like, I really wish that she had held out one week so we could have had that Gemini baby. That would have been, I think.
1: Like hold that coochie tight so she can have the baby.
0: Yeah, just,
1: yeah.
0: it would have been, I think, a, a more beneficent blessing <laughs> for the world at large. Are you
1: saying it's because you're a Gemini?
0: Yes, but okay. I will say, May, I'm a June Gemini. May Geminis are very different, I feel like.
1: Oh, it's kind of like, I'm an Aquarius and... But I am a January Aquarius, and we're like the unhinged kind of Aquarius. Mm, Yes, that that is my understanding. It's brand for me, like that makes sense.
0: May Geminis are a lot more like, um, I like settled in themselves, I would say. Like definitely
2: Mm.
0: a lot more, like Geminis have a bad rap, and I feel like it is because June Geminis have such a bad rap. Like Mm -hmm. just, uh, I share a birthday with Johnny Depp, for instance. (laughs) Like, that's not a. I'm not Johnny Depp, but like, you know, we're not like Johnny Depp, Trump, like, we're not working with like great people here. And, um, I do think it like Gemini, the cutoff for Gemini season, like, between like normal and like less normal, is May 31st, on which day Azalea Banks was born. And that is. <laughs> see like you can see the shift like yeah. the shift happens uh pretty pretty starkly and quickly so yeah
1: okay wow i never really like thought there was a difference between the may and june gemini's but mm-hmm. yeah if it starts with azalea banks ooh.
0: you know i mean on this podcast we um she's a musical genius yeah who is sometimes right and when she is wrong she's very wrong. no one has ever been more wrong <laughs> right like,
1: she, like, she like 10 toes down like will commit to being wrong and i'm like no just stop just stop you're digging yourself into a big
0: yeah like she'll say something very like astute and then immediately right it, it is like it's very much like one step forward like 10 steps back it's yes. It's uh It's like. It's, right, it's oh, I agree far. with
1: you. Wait a second. You just said something unhinged. Never. Mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I'm like you. Really like you need to know how to argue. Like this is when like debate team or forensics or whatever could have really helped because right. like structuring an argument and keeping it focused. You had like you're a fantastic writer. You can do that. You right. have the ability to do this. You just lack focus.
1: Yes, but she is a wild wild person
0: the one of the wildest we have so the the queen bee of gemini season for sure um (laughs) all right we have to take a quick break but we will be right back and we're back let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency marissa what are you rushing to the er today
1: i'm still not fully like ready to really fully comprehend this emergency because Kendrick Lamar dropped his album and I'm still not okay because he really aired out all generational trauma.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> yes.
1: oh yes. <laughs> he um, didn't hold back. And really after I listened to it for the first time, I was like, should I text my therapist? Should I book a session right now just to unpack what he was unpacking in the album? So yes, we, we need to discuss this album
0: yeah so we should contextualize that we we've had two weeks to sit on this Yeah. this like just listening to the album like recording this episode like this is a very unwieldy big album that has taken a lot of time to like Mm -hmm. sit with
1: I mean he took five years to come out with it so we could take two weeks to kind of like understand it and digest it yeah
0: it does feel like um and maybe this is just like the attention economy again but like people kind of moved on from this album
1: i somewhat not well like i haven't moved on from it no i
0: i I, I, it's really stuck with me a lot too i just wonder well let's 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 save that part of it for later okay do you like it (laughs) just at a base level
1: um I'm conflicted. I When I first listened to it, I was like, this is amazing. Masterpiece. It's still a masterpiece. It's just I have some qualms with, like, some songs um, on a moral level.
0: Yeah. I
1: think, but I think that's the whole point of the album is to make you uncomfortable and confront, like, all these issues I will discuss in a second. But I'll still say it's a masterpiece. So, yes, I like it in that regard.
0: Yeah. I really... I don't think I'm there with masterpiece if only because I think there is a little bit of like filler in a way that it's, it's his longest album and like, it's not, everything is going to be like super tightly right. focused. And I think there are like two or three songs on here that probably could have been cut, but like, yes. otherwise, yeah, I agree. Like I, the best of it is like among the best he's ever done.
1: It's yeah, honestly. But it's also the one that it's harder to listen to over and over. Yeah. Especially when we get to the um, We Cry Together, the fight.
0: Okay. So this, I would like to issue a hearty congratulations to Taylor Page for Mm -hmm. killing it. Like, far and away, I thought the best feature on this album.
1: She... It, I felt like I was intruding on a, a fight oh. like I was like I felt like I was like did I step into something like are y'all good like I, I but it also reminded me not fully like I never got into a fight like that but it put up a mirror to my face I'm like oh I've definitely had arguments with exes like this and yeah that is not okay <laughs> but yeah it was a lot of the songs were like oh I'm definitely this or a type of thing like this and I'm like oh but that's not good
0: yeah it it, and I mean he the first the first line of the entire album is essentially like I can't remember verbatim it's like I put a lot of work in myself or like I've been working a lot on myself something like that
1: united in grief
0: yeah which one of the best songs
1: yes I Um, loved
0: it
1: it starts off with like tell the truth um tell them your truth And I think that's really like, this was a therapy session for Kendrick. Yeah. I don't, he didn't make it really for the fans. He made it for himself.
0: No, this is definitely a, it's like an artistic statement, not like an art, like not, it's not like an outreach to fans at all. Like this is like, like if Damn was sort of his more like populist, like radio album almost yeah. like yeah. this is not that at all
1: this will not be bumping in the clubs like no. you there's you can dance to this and then have a great time like you sit down with this and like really think about your life and your choices
0: <laughs> there's only one song on here that I could even see on radio and that's die hard yeah but even that that's kind of it's I mean the lyrics are very dark and like yeah it just it's it's like
1: is that the one? It starts with, I pop the pain away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be dancing to that. No.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> It sounds the, the, the production on this album is fantastic. Amazing. Like, I mean that his productions always are, but like definitely like some top level work done here and like die hard. Definitely. It's so smooth.
1: Which like, song like really made you think like it was like oh dang like which song like through like so I I can't even think of words right now yeah
0: the three that I keep chewing on we cry together Mm -hmm. because it is just I think it's so masterfully done like I think in a lesser artist or a less like committed artist hands that could have sounded, sounded like a skit yeah. Not and not like the good kind of skit. Like it, it 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 is very in place with the rest of the album. Right. And that was the one on when I listened to it again, I was actually dreading listening to it again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be one I will listen to willingly. Yeah. A ton, <laughs> but right. like it's great. Um, the other two that I really i've been thinking about a lot uh mother i sober
1: oh my god instant yeah.
0: classic um really like gut-wrenching song yes um right. and then i guess for huh, okay well i'm gonna keep these to the three that i really liked a ton purple hearts was the third one that i
1: that's i think one it's one like an
0: oh really okay i thought that was like an all timer um Summer Walker also fantastic on it too. Like
1: But I for me, um neither I sober. I yeah. don't know why I listen to it in public because I cry every single time. Yeah. People are just seeing me fully cry. Um that I like that because yeah it really sparks a conversation that needs to be had in a black community. Um, but it's also very problematic. So I don't know yeah. if I like I don't like it for that reason I like it because it's like oh people need to talk about this um and there's so many nuances and then hmm, I can't have the third one well let me think I really like world uh worldwide steppers yeah that was is really great
0: the beat is really good for that that was one of the more forgettable ones for me though actually um if I were cutting the three I would cut were worldwide steppers crown
1: yeah it's not bad it's just slower it just slows the album down.
0: i didn't love mirror either like i think you could have closed the album on mother eye sober and had a much more like impactful moment
1: yeah
0: i would love to talk about auntie diaries let's do it so i think i agree with what you're saying it is I think a necessary song in a lot of ways done kind of clumsily and there were a lot of bad faith readings I saw and mm-hmm. like w- immediately after the album dropped um, that I think like kind of ignored a lot of like cultural context and like I don't know I'm not expecting like I don't think we should be expecting Kendrick Lamar to have like Glab level vocabulary or whatever about <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, like I wouldn't expect most people to do that. Like, but also,
1: this is a wild take. I think the f-slur was kind of needed in the beginning, but then he said it too many times. Like,
0: yeah, too so many times.
1: <laughs> it didn't have to go all that. Like, I think it it was needed to show the progression of how he he changed. Yeah. But I was also like, okay, you said it like eight times. It's
0: essentially the chorus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: was like, hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's um I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really take offense to that as much. Like, I mean, I get I get what he's doing with it. Yeah. Um, I think the stuff that's a little trickier is like talking about his trans cousin, I mm-hmm. think is a really like to tell that story and to talk about his like feelings around it cool the misgendering is a little like
1: you mm. know like what would your
0: cousin think about that? like that's what, that's I, was what I
1: was wondering i'm like that. did your cousin did she look at this and approve yeah. or um which i i feel like i don't know i don't i'm not in his family Mm-mm. but i think the confusion it really represented like he's trying or at least yeah. that's how I'm interpreting it I mean again it still was uncomfortable to hear him dead name his cousin and also the pronouns were always mixed match and like I was like who are we talking about right now yeah and I have to remember oh he he's struggling with the pronouns as well and I think he did that intentionally because he could have she the whole time yeah and and you could he was showing the confusion that's in the community of like the wild transphobic comments that are like so are you really a woman or are you really like what are you do-? like those kind of yeah. things of like who how do i address you which simple it's just simple address they want to be addressed but like
2: yeah
1: yeah um it was i think the way it also ended with like you can say the Esler if as long as like you let white people say nigga like I liked that argument. I was like, and it just stopped right there. It was like, yeah, I I just think it was good. It was good. Um it it's definitely
0: a, a real thinker. It is. And I think it's it's forced a lot of people to like like examine their own relationships with like how they like view trans people and like use mm-hmm. these words and stuff too. Like, um, and also, like, I think it's, I've seen this song cited a lot as, like, the moment where Kendrick Lamar sort of, like, pushes away from being this, like, political, this, like, hyper-political figure almost. Like, right. the, a lot of this album is, like, at least it reads to me, like, I, I don't want to be viewed as the greatest rapper alive right now. I don't want to be viewed as, like, this political savior figure. Cause I think a lot of people yeah. like, I mean, he's written some like real, not to, this is such an overused word, but he, he's written some like anthems actually. Like, mm-hmm. like all right, like inescapable song. Like, right. And I think that's a really heavy thing for one artist, one person, like Bear being like. I
1: mean, yeah, he always has like the um, religious imagery and was, mm-hmm. like him being, lionized and prophetized like he, like he is the next savior i mean there's a song on the album saying like i i am not your savior and um i can't be and i like please i'm taking this burden off of me yeah um but at the same time going back to auntie diaries i i think it i am not mad if somebody doesn't like it because it makes perfect sense it, comfortable to listen to especially if at especially if it's triggering for somebody because yeah that makes complete sense but I think it's a song that needed to happen yeah because it really shows that they like these straight cessate people in the black community are that spewing this hate without knowing it um and they're not recognizing that their own family could be in pain listening to them say the F slur, listening to them um, misgender all these things, and at the end it says like, "You chose humanity over religion," and I think that was like, "We need to see each other for who we truly are." Yeah. And yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really good. Um, again, not a song you can like, vi- like dance to. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no. But I like. I mean he he doesn't really he's not interested in doing that and I don't think like anyone should expect him to like he he's just such a talented writer and like I mean he's a very like technically proficient rapper too like Mm -hmm. anti like whatever you think about like the like messaging for lack of a better word in auntie Mm -hmm. diaries like his ability to rap from different people's perspectives exactly and like the storytelling like no one's doing it like that right now right um the other song that i really loved actually but was kind of conf- like conflicted for obvious reasons uh silent hill with kodak okay um, let's
1: talk about kodak for a second yeah um thoughts of this cockroach being on here
0: it's weird to platform someone like this. I get that a lot of this album is he's not going like villain mode or whatever, but he's definitely like, he's challenging people's like notions of like what he means, like Mm -hmm. between the Kodak feature auntie diaries and like he, he talks about like vaccine Kyrie Irving stuff in another song that I was more like, why are we doing this? But like, He's definitely he's the Kodak thing is the most overt instance of like, oh, this is not something that people would want me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: I saw it as that he was trying to say like, I am no better than Kodak Black, and there, a lot of things we're talking about is like sexual assault in the yeah. uh, black community, and it's like because
0: oh, for context though, if people don't know who Kodak oh, Black is, he is like an accused um, abuser, sexual assault, uh, sexual assault perpetrator. Right. Um, all around seems like a pretty bad dude.
1: Not, not an upstanding guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have, I understand that. I, well, I think what is going to be said is like, he's like, I'm no better than this person. Like in the heart part five, he's, he does face with all these problematic, men yeah and in the end they're like nipsey's not problem well i heard he can be any the um he's showing that like there's i'm no different than what's going on because we've all been through this trauma and i'm like i get it i get it but that dude did something terrible <laughs> like i'm not gonna excuse yeah explain why someone ha- like did that and i think i have a take of like why he was talking about it, like sexual assault is all about gaining power. And I believe that um, in the black community, we've had our power taken away from us and Mm -hmm. our bodies, we don't have this like bodily autonomy because I mean, we never had a moment to like be ourselves because we were seen as property and then just oppressed and all that stuff. Um, And so in order to gain that power, people do certain heinous things, but you can explain something and I I don't think you can excuse it and then give somebody a platform to then explain themselves. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to hear you because yeah. you still said something heinous.
0: I I fully agree. Um, I don't think the song is better for having Kodak Black on it. And like, yeah. if you have to do that many mental gymnastics,
1: exactly, not
0: only to like justify like enjoying the song but like even like getting into the concept of it right it's not maybe a worthwhile exercise
2: yeah I, I do
0: think the production is like, sick though. <laughs> not yeah. to undermine any of the, the production on that song specific but I was like oh wow like, Yeah,
1: it's I felt like I had to go back to like my sociology classes and really unpack everything yeah to basically explain this out. And sometimes I'm just lazy and I don't want to go through all the, like like you said, mental gymnastics of like, oh, to justify why we put this person on as a feature and all that. So, yeah, but I guess that was the purpose of this album because I really did not care. He was like, no, I'm dropping this and you guys can figure out and like do with it what you will. I don't care. Like,
0: now, and all of his albums are meant to be really like discussed and engaged Mm -hmm. with in a way that i think few other mainstream albums are really trying to do right now like every single one of them even like section 80 a little less so but i mean like good kid mad city onward like all of that has been like these are themes these are like things i would like you to like take away from this like talk about it listen again And it doesn't seem like people this time are doing that as much. And I wonder if it's because for the first time in the four albums proper, people mm-hmm. are being forced to confront that. Like, oh, like the things he wants us to take away from this or talk about, we either don't want to talk about or we don't like what he's saying. So we're not going to give his ideas right the airspace.
1: Right. I, I completely agree. I think it, confronts people with a lot of things that they're struggling with internally or they just completely don't want they shut it down because he's like oh he going to like auntie Duck he used the f-slur like i completely disagree with him so therefore i'm not going to listen to the rest of it or even try to understand why he chose these words instead of something else something like that um i think this album really is a good reason that black people need reparations in the form of free, free there. Um, mm-hmm. because like, especially with mother, I sober who like, yeah, it's I'll unpack that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that you don't feel grief and and you feel grief different when you're sober. I think this is also an album that talks about addiction and mm-hmm. he his sex addiction he talks about a lot. Um but there's like other ways like alcohol popping pills as he said in another song, like anything to numb you, yourself so you don't actually confront. And he is hiding essentially you just hide the pain away. Yeah. And he's constantly in our survivor mode and everything. And I think in Mother I sober is him taking a step and really confronting his demons. And yes, yeah. sitting there is like, I have to do this, I have to be sober, I have to all the vices, I have to put them down. I can't run away from this anymore if I truly want to break this generational trauma.
0: And it's the most musically adventurous song on the album, too, which really like emphasizes the lyrics. Like, I mean, he's rapping in this hush the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like it's this very like muted monotone. Um very like spare beat and then the uh Beth Gibbons from Portishead mm-hmm. her like little interludes and stuff like it's just it it is very potent yeah and definitely if you're taking away like the like a thesis statement from the album about like looking inward to yourself like a black man's journey to like explore, like, why, like, what makes him in his mind, like, this, it's, it's, you can't do better than this. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's outrageous that someone can make a song this good. Like, (laughs) yeah. And he does it consistently. (laughs) Like, most people don't have a song half this good in their entire lifetimes. And he has a song like that, like, multiple songs sometimes, each album.
1: I think, um, like, with Mother I Sober, I I can't listen to it as often because it yeah. just brings up a lot of emotions, but it was beautiful at the very end with his daughter saying, like, I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah. I like,
1: okay, we didn't have to bring the babies out and make them no. Out. And, Bridge. um,
0: his, I think his, uh, I don't think they're married, but his girlfriend Whitney mm-hmm. is also on that one. She's at the beginning too, like, her voice is kind of throughout, like, this is the family album for him yeah and
1: you put in the work i i appreciate this album because it shows his journey of yeah. all the struggles that he has like being homophobic having sex addiction um and saying like i'm not your savior i can't do that i can't uh carry this burden all these things he's like taking layer and uh, layer off each time to explain like he put in the work for these past five years and or throughout the course of his life to really get to this moment of peace yeah um and I, i i don't know i while i have some qualms with like the kodak black stuff and you know it being very controversial I yeah. think it's a double album at the same time because it shows a man's journey to really work on his demons.
0: Yeah and it, it, it's it's easily the most challenging mainstream album that's come along in a long time and like mm-hmm. that alone should be pretty commendable I think. Yeah. Like I don't know I mean, this is not my favorite Kendrick album. I think that's still probably Good Kid, Mad City for me, but, like... I mean... Yeah, there's no wrong answer. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I'm i surprised that not enough people are talking about this. Um, yeah. I, this one needs to be unpacked more than the other albums. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Like, you can't do it once and be like, okay, I'm done. Like, you have to really sit with it. And I think that it challenges people to really think, and I feel like, um, people are stupid, <laughs> so, yeah, <it's> <laughs> take... no, exactly, it like, only take the time to really sit with it, also, it's comfortable to listen to, because you're, like, oh, I run away from my problems, because I do x, y, and z, oh, yeah. I've, I've been the person who's definitely invalidated a person's existence by misgendering them, or something, like, it just, it makes you feel uncomfortable, and Yeah, I don't like that,
0: it, like, it holds up a mirror, yeah to foibles in a way that like people like i i, I don't know if people were just like expecting damn part two because damn fantastic album fantastic. but like not not really like his most challenging work in a lot of ways that's not like necessarily a fair analysis but like no, it's, it's, it's not, not as dense as this one is
1: it's not challenging the listener as much like no. this one is challenging like our morals and yeah. um, how we see our- ourselves and like how we operate within society, like where it challenges our very being. And people are like, "Oof, don't I don't want that." And it, <laughs> it's not like, like,
0: like, damn, is like, I mean, he has. There are a lot more like party jams on it or whatever yeah. compared to this one. Like, you can't listen to this one as like background music. Essentially, you've
1: got to sit down and be like. Wow, like every yeah. time I listen to it, I hear a new line or I, I moved a different way and I'm like, and I just go down a rabbit hole thinking about like what does this mean and how does it in, like influence me and how am I doing this, that, and the third. Like I've had to have some real realizations of like, oh, I have vices too. And this is how I like I don't pop the pain away, but like I do something similar and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And you just kind of go. You can't just like listen to it while cleaning your house or something you have to like just sit down and really think about like
0: yeah like engage with the album while engaging yourself at yeah at the same time
1: it's a lot of work I, I mean yeah. I don't understand why somebody doesn't it. it's seriously like a therapy session um yeah and I can see somebody who doesn't want to deal with that like I want something happy or I don't want to like be sad at this moment and thinking about how this reflects on my life i mean that makes sense but i think that also you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to it at least once and really reflect on your yeah. life so in and that, if that's you know, too
0: challenging you can always go listen to katy perry so <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we need to move on okay. to our final segment let's do it so we're gonna play tear the community apart okay the rules of this are very simple i have picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay, so these two artists also had their sort of grand debut moments in 2012. Oh, okay. Two ginormous, ginormously talented people who have been very influential in the ensuing decade. Um,
1: okay.
0: Which song is better? Thinking About You by Frank Ocean or adorned by Miguel.
1: Okay, how dare you make me choose that? This is my own personal self at this moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, vibe in my,
1: I'm trying to justify This is a everything.
0: really hard one, yeah.
1: Okay, like for real though, Miguel, you want unless you are intending to like probably get pregnant that night. Like you know
0: what i <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I'd be careful with his stuff, so. Yeah. Um,
0: that album, um, Kaleidoscope Dream, is like top to bottom sex jams. It's um, like it's it's crazy. It, like, it is it's great. Yeah. I'm, um,
1: I think I'm going to get oh, get rid of Adorn. Okay. It just yeah, that hurt. That actually hurt me. Um,
0: it's it's a hard one, but. Two perfect songs though. Like, what are your? So, what's your relationship with Frank?
1: Um, just reminds me of high school for real. Yeah. Like, and even though thing about you, like, wasn't my favorite song from that album. It, it just, it's a lot of nostalgia. I think attached mm-hmm. to it and adorn. Like, you got to be in the in a, in a vibe. Like, you have to be in a certain. There certain activities going on like you got to be in a certain no. mindset for that like you can't just listen to it casually no
0: <laughs> it may <it, laughs> if it does come on casually you have to be careful because i was waiting in line at cvs the other day in the dorm came a dorm oh. came on yeah, the it. speaker system no Ooh. i i couldn't skip it oh, i i oh. but i was just like mindlessly like kind of like I i like had to like check myself a little bit because i was like this song the groove is too good here yeah. and like it is 11 a.m on a tuesday like you cannot be doing this in public song. right now <laughs> like don't do it yeah. um yeah i actually i think i would maybe pick a dorn for this one over thinking about you if only because thinking about you is not my favorite song off of channel orange but like these yeah. were the two big hits off of each album and that's why i was like putting them together right I, channel orange is very high school for me too
1: it's um, but yeah it just reminds me of pull which Actually, I might choose a dorm because I don't want to be thinking about high school. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> That's fair though. I channel Orange, like to have that and Good Kid Mad City come out in the same year. Like right. wow. Like we
1: we didn't appreciate it as much as like I feel like I don't know. I'm mean, gonna sound so old but I feel like music has kind of taken a downturn a little bit oh
0: no it certainly has we've talked about it on this podcast many a time like you're, yeah, not, so, you're not alone there
1: I feel like I, that was a good year that was a good year for mm-hmm. music but yeah
0: truly fantastic like between that Kendrick Fiona Apple as Az- I mean Azalea <laughs> let's say Azalea Lana Del Rey Born to Die like I- oh yeah um solange first ep with like losing you and like whatever's going and stuff there was a lot of good stuff in 2012 like and um 2022 i mean i was i keep i don't really keep like playlists per se except for i do a yearly playlist with the top pop songs of Mm -hmm. each given year the one for 2022 like at this time last year it was like way longer like this like it has not been like a fantastic year for like pop music in a right. vacuum this year like even albums i think like there there are like two or three for me that are like a cut above the rest and everything else has been kind of like good yeah but not like great i don't know i'm
1: still thinking about Adorn honestly right now yeah <laughs>
0: well, it's <laughs> He kind of, like, fell off a little bit. Mm -hmm.
1: Has he made anything recently?
0: Stuff, yeah. Like, he's he's definitely around. Like, it's just not, um... Like, he just makes very, like, solid music. Mm -hmm. Frank Ocean has ascended to this, like... He has become, like, an icon, even though he's released two albums in ten years, and, like, doesn't really do anything else. Like... I don't know.
1: But Miguel, like, he has to have that sultry, smooth, sexy because he kinda, he's kind of not attractive and, like...
0: Oh, I, I disagree. I think Miguel's very really? hot. Yes.
1: Okay, I think his voice makes him hot. I think he's not, like, a tree monster, but... <laughs> Sir, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's just, no. like, he got to have a head, a little bit. Yeah. But... When you when he opens his mouth and sings,
0: I, beautiful, gorgeous beautiful. voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Everyone is stream adorn. I feel like people don't listen to that song enough. So like let's uh let's
1: yeah just be careful.
0: <laughs> be, yeah, <laughs> be careful with it. Like it Conceived is with caution. <laughs> it is a controlled substance, but you'll enjoy it. So right. <laughs> all right. Well, we have to wrap up today. But Marissa, thank you so much for being here. This is one of my Thanks favorite episodes me. we've ever done, actually. So I'm uh Ooh very, very pleased, and everyone go listen to Mr. and The Big Steppers, it is, especially if you have not, like, fully, like, engaged with it yet, like, really, like,
1: yeah,
0: really sit with
1: it, and I would suggest, um, have a therapist on standby.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a close friend who you feel comfortable with. Exactly, so, yeah. Um, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found?
1: Um, I actually don't really want to be found right now.
0: Okay, guest of mystery. Yes. A little
1: bit. I yeah. love that. So, okay.
0: Yeah. I support that. Um, I am constantly striving to be found. So you can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z, on Instagram at Drew Haskins with Zs, and follow at CrisisStringPod on Twitter and Instagram for direct updates. Um, so until next week, uh, bye everyone.